0: I'm such a creature of habit.
1: Lindsay was my first love. Oh. She was in my class. I would have loved to take her out, but I was too shy to ask.
0: Ugh. No, that one hits a little too oh. deep. Man, do I love that song. <laughs> The Water Boys and a bang on the ears. We kick off episode. I don't know, four hundred and fifty-seven.
2: I think this is two hundred and eighty, and it's our third year anniversary today, too. Are you joking? We started this podcast three years ago today.
0: Three years ago today. Today. What did you get me? Um, to celebrate I our anniversary. A shirt
2: I'm wearing in Ireland. Oh, yeah. I wanted to stretch it out first. Wow. <laughs>
0: So it's nice and loose for you. It is the Brian Oak Show podcast. That is horrifying. Welcome to episode, whatever episode it is, our three-year anniversary of doing this podcast. And we thank everybody who's been along for part of the ride, much of the ride, all of the ride. Thanks to everybody very much. My name is Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. And we're the only two people here today. No guests today because I wanted to pick Sean's brain about his recent adventures. But before we dive into that, let's go ahead and remind people that we are here near 40 8th in Chicago in South Minneapolis, the Smart Start MN Studios. And Smart Start jumped on board before we ever recorded an episode. Imagine the faith that these are, these are real lawyers. It's an actual business, right? And they're like, might be good, might suck out loud, I don't know. But they stuck around this entire time, and we couldn't be more appreciative of Ed and Mike and, and, and their dedication, and we're very, very thankful.
2: And I think now I realize more than ever more than ever why they got involved it's because they're great guys yeah um, i really agreed. really like them both and and uh, ed is a massive music fan and so that makes a ton of sense right but mike is just great he offered me uh, gopher tickets for tonight and i have a cold so i can't go but bummer um but i mean that's just the type of guys there they're just fantastic dudes do you know anyone right now that doesn't have a cold it is mind-bending and you know i was it's just in ireland every single person on our trip got a cold
0: well, and here's the deal. So over the weekend, I really felt low and I did not get off the couch or out yeah. of bed the entire weekend, took a couple different COVID tests. It's not COVID, but whatever the crud is, it's going around right now. There's a couple different viruses that have acronymical names that I don't know what they are, but son of a B word, man, everybody at my work uh, and most people I know in my personal life all have some form of late fall, early winter crud developing right now. Have you flown with a cold recently? I haven't flown in quite a while. that's changing three weeks from today. I know baby. it is, oh,
2: but I'm oh, glad oh. you played and a bang on the ear because my sinuses and then my ears, yep. when you're trying yep. to, when you're landing, my right ear was, Packed with fluid. Yeah. Very painful for about two and a half
0: days. No, it feels like someone's putting a red hot ice pick into your ear when yeah, you've just got really, that kind of pressure just, in there. Just ramming just it, just it a little tap-tap tap. her in there. Yeah, just again, not super deep, but just right just in there. enough. Anyway, thanks to the good people at Smart Start M N. Smart Start M N slash Brian Oak Show. You can not only learn much, much more about what they offer, but you can also get a little discount on the action. Yeah, it'll save you twenty percent off the installation the ignition interlock system so today no guests because i haven't seen sean in a while sean has been abroad sean is apparently is a world traveler Lottie fucking doc. but i'm also i'm very very happy for you because i know how much you were looking forward to this trip and i know now and we're going to learn more about how much you enjoyed this trip i mean so you and i have both been to ireland before right in fact yes. we've been there together before yes we have um what was the inspiration for this particular trip? Like, At what point did it start to bubble up in your head like, fuck off, I'm going back to Ireland, I don't care what anybody says, I can afford it, I'm doing it. Wh- where, did it where did it first start to germinate, this well, particular trip?
2: one of my very best friends kind of let it spill that he and his wife were going to Ireland for their anniversary. They were supposed to go for their 25th anniversary two years ago. Right. Uh, because of that pesky pandemic- I've were, heard of it. They were not able to go- So they were planning on going with uh, two other couples, and he just said, I know your wife's a teacher. There's no way she'll be able to go, and I know she won't want you just to go. Is there any way you can make this happen to join us on this trip? Really? And I talked to my wife for the first time in 28 years. You've not teaching. talked to your wife in 28 years? I have not really had a conversation in 28 years. <laughs> Just <laughs> so what she, it sounded like. It did sound like that. Yeah. I'm not totally clear-headed yet either, but a Understood. lot of cold medicine. But, yeah. but she uh, took time off during the school year. Without pay, because that's how it works.
0: Well, by the way, for people who don't know, I, I mean, you, both our wives are teachers, yeah, right? Yeah. And so for people who don't know, you know, you get those two and a half months off every summer. Yes. And so you don't really get other. Now, again, there are lots Three personal of personal days after 28 years. The end, exactly. Yeah. And so a taking the time off without pay is one thing, but even getting approval for that time off is almost impossible.
2: It is. And they were nice about letting her have the time off and, and, uh. So yeah, that's that's really how it happened. And then her new principal said, "Absolutely, you've never asked before, so you're in." And so we saved up our nickels
0: and shillings, yeah.
2: and and uh, we
0: made it happen. Very good. Wow. Well, I know that you've. Uh, so you, you. How long were you in Ireland? Uh, six days, really, if you count the
2: travel days. So. It was wonderful, and we'll talk. We'll get into more detail with it. We
0: absolutely yeah. will. Yeah. Um, I just, um, I'm, I'm a little jealous because I have not been abroad. Oh man, it, it might be 15 years. It might be longer. Well, it was
2: 2005 when we were there to see you too. I think that's the
0: last time I was in Europe. You know, just a quick 17 years ago. Didn't you go to Amsterdam sometime? Or was that? That was oh, before. That. It was. You know, it was a couple of years after that. Okay. Here, right okay. I did, okay. But, but again, I mean, we're still talking oof, 12, 13, 14 years since I've been abroad. Yeah. And frankly, too long since I've been on a plane or since I've traveled. But that'll all be changing soon. We'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. Right now, though, what I would like to do is talk about what you did while you were there. I mean, we're going to talk about your, you know, your trip and where you went around the country. We're going to talk about all that. But the thing I saw that you post, I Algorithms are weird, right? Like every once in a while, I'll see your posts every day. And other times, I'll be like, "Is Sean Bernard still alive?" Oh, I've had
2: the same with you. Yeah, I
0: I don't. I I don't know. Might be. Who knows? But I did see you sharing posts from a live show that you went to over there. Obviously, anyone who's ever listened to the show knows that that Sean and I we sort of subsist. On music and live music in particular seems to have a particularly energizing effect. You went over there with the very, very clear purpose of seeing one particular band live and you did go see it. And from what I can tell from your posts, it lived up to expectations. They were
2: so good. And then at the end of the show, which I wasn't really used to, they went out and like schmoozed with the crowd. What? Yeah, didn't just go hide in the well, green room. Well, you know, how that, in America, it's yeah. like they go hide and you never see them again, and that's it. Well, it depends. They immediately like it, 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 came it, out and talked to people that were at the show.
0: It, it's weird because, like, with a yeah. small enough band, like in the entry, sometimes they're working their own merch table. But a band yes. at the level you're talking about, you know, usually it's like, all right, thank you, good night, and they're gone in the green room, and you, you can hang out backstage, and you're still not going to see them. Uh, it was 20 seconds after the show, the door popped open, and they're, and they're and right wa- there.
2: Out walks the band, and they, you know, having pints and.
0: Now, are they Irish?
2: They are. They're all from Galway. They moved to London, and that's where they've really kind of hit it big. Oasis' uh, former management took them on. Oh. Yeah, and by the way, I didn't realize Ireland loved Oasis as much as they do,
0: but uh, they absolutely do. I think that Oasis is one of those bands. They did very, very well here in the States. Yeah. You go over to Europe, and they're, I mean, they're not too many steps, if any steps, below the Beatles. Like... Throughout Europe, oh. Oasis are revered as one of literally the all-time greats. I mean, they yeah. are masterful superstars. Well, that's a big deal. So, tell me the name of this band. So, the name of the band is The Clockworks. I don't know what
2: you'd categorize them. I'd say maybe like a post-punk type of feel. Sure, but they really hit me as having that feel that I absolutely love from the early to mid '80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was Dude, definitely that's,
0: that's my sweet spot, right, man. '78 oh, to about '82, almost anything in that arena is. I, I like Sheena Easton, man. Okay. Yeah, they so, were uh,
2: super, super fun. How so, did you first hear about them? You know, I, because I'm a huge nerd, I was like, I was planning out my, you know, my music nights because I figured that yeah. other people might be lame and not want to go see music every night. <laughs> it turned out that Although, was the case. Well, didn't well it? actually, this is the only night where they were staying and listening to trad music. Right. My friend's wife, unfortunately, had a little allergic reaction, which we won't talk about. But, oh. but, um, I ended up going to this show by myself, but I, I, I was trying to pick music from each, with each town that we were going to be in. And this band happened to be there. And so I clicked play on one of their songs. Then I listened to another and another and another, and I really, really like them. They're called the clockworks. It's also my nine years of sobriety today. So we'll, <gasps> we will celebrate, um, that with two songs back to back. Mm-hmm. One is by the clockworks called bills and pills. Um, I was never a pillhead, I don't think, mm. uh, or maybe I was. You I know, you, you, I, who knows? When's the
0: last time you had ibuprofen? This morning, uh, exactly. Uh, so don't talk, don't tell me about not
2: being a pillhead. And then we'll followed up <laughs> with Brandy Carlisle in a song that was called that's called "That Wasn't Me." And I don't know if you've heard that song. I am. Dude, she only gets better with every record. Go She's watch the video with Chris Christopherson in it.
0: Sure. I, I You know what? Because I haven't cried enough times already Holy today, Sean. Shit, I would love to cry some more. Let's go ahead and hear a little music. His name is Sean Bernard. My name is Brian Oak. It's the Brian Oak Show. And this is the band that pulled Sean Bernard away from the comfy coziness of a bed and breakfast that didn't have hot running water <laughs> to go see some live music while he was recently in Ireland. They're called what? The Clockworks. Here's Bills and Pills on The Brian Oak Show.
3: Hannah's into Charlie. Charlie is a speed freak. Taylor likes to dabble, but he's scared to be in trouble. Jack's is chronic. That's why Matt's an alcoholic. Karen's hands some pills when the bills run into trouble. It's in a danger in the kitchen If everybody's torn
1: Something to say I'm not asking You to move on Or forget it But these are better days To be wrong All along And admit it Is not amazing grace But to be loved Like a song You remember Even when you've changed Tell me did I go on a tangent, did I lie through my teeth, did I cause you to stumble on your feet, did I bring shame on my family, did it so when I was weak, whatever you see, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Oh, that wasn't me. When you're lost, you will toss every lucky coin you'll ever trust. And you'll hide from your God like he ever turns his back on us. Then you fall all the way to the bottom and land on your It doesn't take a lie Tell me You see, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Oh, that wasn't me. But I want you to know that you'll never be. I want to believe. Everyone I meet, when you fall, I will catch you on your feet. Do I spend time with my family? It is so, when that's what you see, that will be me. That will be me, that will be me, that will be me.
0: There are certain things that you say that sound like hyperbole, that sound like, all right, settle down, just relax. I will die on the hill where we say Brandy Carlisle is one of the greatest American songwriters and greatest American performers that ever existed. That's a very bold statement, but I'm there with you on that one. If you've ever seen her live, oh. like I barely made it through the last 30 seconds know, of that I song. Know. But I mean, every time I've seen her... Well, again, okay, for me, I, this this might not be a fair testament, right? It might not be the right parameter. But um, every single time I've seen her live. No less than three times during the show, there are tears streaming oh, down my God, face. Oh, God, I cried my eyes out again. I, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing, there, nobody is like Brandi Carlisle, And so, you know, when people are like, well, okay, settle down. She's pretty good. You got to see her and you really, really got to spend time with the songs because she is powerful and deft and clever and good. And wow, that voice, man. Unbelievable.
2: I am so... Thankful for her music and for a person not in recovery, so many of her songs have that message. Yep. I mean, that right there, to me, the message is simply, I am not my worst days. Yeah. You know, and so many people spend most of their life with regrets and that sort of thing and they never heal. I mean, so many people never heal, and I just love the healing message of that song. I think it's beautiful.
0: Well, and again, I always say, you know, like, I'm not a deep Zen philosopher or anything shocking, Sean, I know. That's (laughs) going to come as a huge surprise to you. You're deep, though. I don't know if you're a philosopher. There there are a couple of things that I always think about, and one of them is you got to quit carrying that stone around, right? I mean, like, that stone was an important part of what happened to you, and it it will inform the rest of your journey. But you got to quit carrying it, man. Yep. I mean, most of the other people, they put it down a long time ago, and you can carry it forever, but it's only going to make you more weary. It's only going to tire you out more. It's only going to exhaust you more. you got to set that stone down. I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It's The Brian Oak Show, and you are nine years sober today. So let me ask you this. I asked you about the germination of your trip to Ireland, and yeah. we'll get back to that trip momentarily. But there had to be some germination. There had to be a day, like you and I, have both come from a fairly active drinking lifestyle? Yes. Not because we're Irish. Well, maybe because maybe. we're Irish. I don't know. It, it probably informs part of the process. But we both have gone through it, and we both reached a point where it had to end. Otherwise, it was going to end. If you know what I mean. What was the first day? What was the first day you thought of? Fuck! I really got to quit drinking.
2: Oh, long before I ever actually did. I actually of had sobered up, and then went back out for a few years, Woo. and then. Um, I had a therapist. (laughs) I just think this is funny because when you start to giggle, it makes me giggle. I know, I know. So the therapist just says to me, oh, you're absolutely an alcoholic. She's like, she's like, you need to go to a meeting or treatment tonight, my friend. Like you need to go tonight. And did you? Yeah, I did. Well, well, I'm a little obsessive. So I went to 200 meetings in 180 days. And you know, some people, for some people, meetings are good. Some other it's, you know, whatever your deal is for me. I had a lot of baggage from my childhood and all that shit. And I was pretty pathetic with complaining about my, you know, awful childhood. But you know, when you're 42 years old, that's pretty fucking pathetic. At some point, everybody deserves forgiveness, especially if they ask for it. And, um, that's the amazing thing is I, I really feel healed at this point in my life. Is everything perfect? No, but I'm able to deal with my life really well. And I, I've forgiven my parents and my dad more recently made amends. Um, and it really has brought me to a place of peace in my life where I can somehow manage life a lot better than I used to be able to instead of getting absolutely wasted, which for me was not every day. But when I did drink, I drank to oblivion yeah. and to a pathetic point. And I'll be honest with you, Brian, I didn't want to live anymore. Yeah. My last day of drinking, I was kind of ready to be done living. And I'm so thankful that for my family's sake that I am here. And Well, I'm you know, thankful too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just... Unbelievable. So I look at life very differently than I did. And what I do for my sobriety works for me. I'm not saying it works for everybody else, but I'm really happy with where I'm at and where my life is at. And I really, really, really feel fortunate to be doing this podcast with you. I consider this a blessing and a great thing. And I just kick, I I pinch myself all the time because I say to people... I don't know why I get to be so lucky to sit in this seat and listen to <laughs> listen to you. I mean, you're to me just ba, 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 you're one of the most ba, ba, knowledgeable ba, ba, music ba, 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 people ba, ba. I
0: know. That's All I do,
2: and I get to sit here and and you know listen to you about music, which I'm so passionate about, but don't understand most probably what I'm listening to. So right, and, and I just here, love it. Just, it just hits me the weird in the thing soul for me. I, yeah. I appreciate
0: that.
3: It's yeah.
2: very
0: humbling. But like, I, there are people in my life who know. Magnitudes more about music than I yeah. do, and it's so when people are like God, you seem to know everything. I'm like I'm an idiot, but thank you very much. I appreciate. Well, this. I think
2: that it, it, although our knowledge of music is very different, I think it impacts our hearts the same way. Agreed. And That's the thing Agreed. is that, and that was Ireland. Yeah. Every single town we went to, every pub we went to, every night of the week, there was music playing, yeah. live local music. One of the reasons for that, yeah. and I posted about this is. In Ireland, you do not pay income tax up to $50,000 of your income Really? if you are a licensed artist. Now, you have to go through a little protocol and prove your stuff, but it is unbelievable the amount of music that you get because they feel like we don't want to have a country that doesn't support our artists and musicians
0: well, it's the fabric it's not only the history but it's part of the very fabric of the culture and like you like I mean you can go out to a cool rock show right like a turf club or a first avenue or a bigger theater but the amount of as you said earlier trad music the amount of traditional stuff you can find upstairs at a restaurant right like I remember yeah. one night my wife and I were there and we went upstairs we asked someone we're like where do people who aren't americans go and they told us this place and we went there and we were not necessarily warmly received but we went upstairs and you're sitting down in what's just sort of an average restaurant but there was a band playing over in the corner and they were relentless they played for four hours and it was brilliant man so one of the towns
2: we were in was killarney and the hotel bar i mentioned this to you but the hotel bar uh had trad music and we're like, do the, how do these people know each other? Because there were like nine people right. playing different instruments. And then they'd hand one, one would hand the guitar over to the fiddle player and the fiddle player would grab the guitar and then the flautist would handle the flute over to whoever else. And right. we're like, holy shit. And we kind of found out it was like mother, son, father, daughter. And then we think grandfather over okay. here. Everybody could sing. Everybody could play. They've
0: been doing it their whole life. Clearly, if it's a family
2: yes, affair, yes, yes. And it was just unbelievable. Then one would take a break and go up to the bar and get some pints, and somebody else would step in. And it was just—it's their culture, and it's this mentality, and it's off peak. It's not the peak season in Ireland right now. Right. They're doing this. It's mostly locals in the in the pubs there. Yep. But to me, it's soul filling. So I feel like I left Ireland. I, although I got sick on the last day, yeah. and, um, what can you I do? left Ireland. Just feeling so good about the world and Ireland, I guess. At least I felt better about Ireland than I did about America. A little thankful that the voting didn't end up as bad as I thought it would. But, but Ireland, I mean, I'm going to throw out one more thing. Yeah, I'm sitting in a, a coffee shop and this uh, young gal who's a senior in, in college, she says, um, you're, so your son's in college? I said, yeah, he is. And she said, well, that's great. She said, you know how much our universities are here? And then I said, I have no idea. Don't say. I'm going to say. You're going to say, aren't she you? Goes, she goes, well, it was $3,000 a year. But because of the pandemic, they lowered it to $2,000 a year. And I said, I'm not. And she goes, and I'm actually saving right now. She goes, the reason why I'm working in this coffee shop. Yeah. She goes, I've worked here. i am been working here for six months to pay for my master's. Right. Which will cost me $1,000. $1,000. Yeah, so they have a problem in Ireland right now that people are... Too
0: educated? Too
2: educated,
0: Brian. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I mean, again, not everything's perfect in Ireland, but it is one of the most beautiful countries on the planet. And when I was... the, The two times I was there, I've been to Ireland twice now, it was almost like something out of a travel brochure. Yes. Every time I went into... A local public house or any time I was in a shop or anytime I went really anywhere. Now, Dublin is almost like any other metropolitan area. But the second you get even towards the outskirts or yes. especially if you get out of town, every single person was interested in our names. They wanted to hear our yes. story and they had incredible stories to tell it. it it almost, it, it seemed like something out of a made-for-TV show, right? I mean, the people there are spectacularly good. Not one person in a week
2: of being there asked me what I did for a living. Not one person. Now, see, that's
3: wild, I, right? Al-
2: I also learned that, so America, there are 11.6% of Americans that are in abject poverty. Ireland, 0.01%. Right. It's yes, the tax rates are twenty to forty percent there. Aren't they that here? I feel
0: like I pay at least that much here. It's
2: it's very close. It's what you do with the money. A lot of our ours is spent on defense, right?
0: And again, fine, buy missiles, but don't let kids starve, right? Well,
2: that's uh, we saw very little uh, trouble or poverty there. Uh, The country's doing incredibly well. Uh, The only thing that was weird for me was that last time I was there, there were still a lot more thatched roofs. Mm -hmm. They're almost all slate now. It's the country is just it's got one of the highest GDPs in the world now. Exactly. Um, But but they're still humble people. They're just decent and kind. kind. That's that's the whole bit, man. Decent and
0: kind and smart asses. That's the oh, other well, thing. For goddamn sure, you better <laughs> be no in way. on the bit. Here's they... the deal. I, I, as I've said yeah. many, many, many times, I can take it, but I'm also going to hand it out. Yes. And for people who will, like love to hand it out, but then I'll get all, get all butt hurt when they can't take yeah. it. Nope, you missed the joke. You missed the bit. You're not part of the equation.
2: Yeah. So we're uh, we're leaving
0: Cork, uh, heading
2: on, in a taxi on the way to the train to head back to Dublin. Uh-huh. And the taxi driver says, "So you're leaving Ireland today." And I said, well, no, we're we're leaving Ireland tomorrow. We're going to Dublin today. We're spending the night because we have an early flight tomorrow. Right. He said, so you're leaving Ireland today. Ha ha ha! I said, yeah, I I got it.
0: Oh, it's so good there. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah. He's like, right. "Fuck Dublin." That's Bef- what he said. <laughs> Before we get to another song yeah. by The Clockwork, I feel like we should recognize Joe and the good people at Moxie Wealth Management. Now, what, they're they're our most recent sign-on as supporter of this podcast. In fact, I'll be on their podcast coming up next week. That's great. I, it should be fun. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what I could. Are possibly- you going to talk about financial stuff? Oh, for sure. Your Oh, I'm a big, <laughs> oh, man, I've been getting into crypto, and I'm a big Roth IRA <laughs> guy. And no, sadly, money is one of my weakest points of reference. However, they just want to talk about life and culture and cool. music. That I can probably handle. But the good people at Moxie have signed on board, and what we'd like to tell you about them is they are long-term, right? They are not like, oh, do this, do that, and phew, just ghost, right? They are trying to help you build real wealth and survivable money and take the resources that you have and make the absolute most of them. Sometimes that's the form of savings. Sometimes it is the form of investment. Sometimes it's the type of insurance you have. And they've got people to cover every one of those facets. You know, what's crazy is I talked to a friend of mine uh, who was in town right
2: before I went to Ireland. He was in town from Arizona. He works for a uh, national competitor oh, of joe's you don't say and he said i lost out recently to a big deal because they had a company like the one you're talking about right that some people just they want to have it all handled in one location i know that's the way what i would do as well um but yeah go to moxiwealthmanagement.com you can get all the information there A fantastic group of people that will help
0: you with your financial needs. Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, Northstar Resource Group is independently and owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with Northstar Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis minnesota 55414 so we're going to hear more about your travels and travails Mm -hmm. and everything you were doing over there but you know how i always feel we've gone too long without music let's get some jams in here's another
2: clockworks uh song it's called stranded in stanstead
3: if we're not there by eight then we're stuck fuck nobody waits if you're late that's a surety That's security maturity runs our we're all in the same situation not there by eight now we're stuck fuck nobody waits if you're Seeing his rug when his bag is inspected. Oh, there's nothing in that. He stands corrected when his kind of links is detected. You can tell a lot about a man when he's straps I'm pressed. So the chask kids last and impressed. You try your best not to confess. The truth comes through, nevertheless. Calls for the passengers not boarded by now ring through the terminal, distorting the sound of a thousand flip flops flapping round. Yeah, the next flight isn't until twenty to three. God forbid we see any empathy. We don't want.
0: So I and I remember you played them once yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but now that I'm actually taking the time to listen and not so far up my own ass. Yeah. <laughs> they which happens. Um a little too frequently actually. Wow, that like that that sort of post punk spiky angular energy and they're good at it. They were
2: so fun and they were really engaged with the audience as I was saying to you off air here. Uh-huh. Um just fucking I loved them. I was like, Holy. and you know when you and I both have had those times in our lives where you go see somebody and you're like, whoa right what did i just see like i would go see them well, it's great you to know. walk in with
0: low expectations yes. in fact it makes me think of a band we're going to have on before the end of the year uh the hussy they're out of madison wisconsin yeah. and they were opening up for someone else i'm like i've never heard of the hussy what what, what's your name the hussy and i stood there and i i immediately walked down to the front of the stage and stood there for the next 40 minutes yes. because it blew my mind that sounded fantastic now your pals who you've now met uh that would be the clockworks they got a couple more. more. More shows in Ireland over the next two nights. Then they're off to Belgium, the Netherlands, and then frankly, kind of an extended tour throughout Germany that occupies both this month and next month. Hmm. Apparently, they've also got a rather rabid following there as well. I now have homework. I have a wide open oh night tonight. God. It's Friday. I got nothing going on. And I am going to go home and do a deep dive on that because that's fucking excellent. Before we hear mo- more about Sean's trip to Ireland and put a wrap on the show, what I'd like to hear about is how long were you gone? Six days? Yeah, six days with kind of a day and a half of travel. Okay. And so like you've been gone a week basically. Yeah. All yeah. Right? So who the hell is selling houses in your absence? That's what I'd like. Who is who is? Wetting their beak in your bowl. That's what I want to know. I
2: had two people that helped back me up and thank you to both of them that, uh, kind of helped me out with client stuff while I was gone. That's the nice thing is that I've I've got teammates. Uh, we all wear
0: the same jerseys. Um, not like, a, re- not like a blue vest like I had to look. When I was a teenager, I worked at Warner's <laughs> True Value Hardware. Oh, my and we God. Wore, I would pay to see that. We wore, <laughs> oh, especially when I started to grow my hair funny. Oh, God. Oh, and I was wearing a blue vest sitting there in the paints and housewares department. Well, and you and anything hardware. Was yeah. kind of funny to no, me. No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the number of people whose paint I mixed that they ended up putting on their house by themselves... No wonder Rap is such a hellhole anyway Sean <laughs> is a uh, proud realtor for Edina Realty the 50th in France location you I mean, it's good to have a team right I mean not like we were just like we were talking about with moxie you've got to have a team you got to have people you can r- rely on and it's good working with
2: professionals yeah thanks to everybody who helped me out while I was gone um, this is kind of a time of year where people do planning for next year I'm going to see a couple people that are probably going to move next summer uh, also listen to the listeners to the show which is nice well, um, hello. Well, hello. Hi. Um, So it's Dave Agamo and his wife. Oh. Yeah, Dave. I got you. We love Dave. All right. Well, hi, Dave. So so anyway, um, if you know somebody who's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594, that number is also textable.
0: I believe that you did your Ireland trip the right way. Dublin is cool. Dublin is a major metropolitan destination. But the bigger the metropolis the more homogenous it feels. I'm not saying there's no soul or no spirit to Dublin that's cool, but if you're like, I'm going to go to Temple Bar and get drunk for four days, yeah, you can, and it's it's fun, and it feels like you're at an Irish pub. But if that's where you want to go, you can do that here. Ireland, like I suppose most places, right, the more off the beaten path you go. Like I remember this was my experience at Mexico back in the early 90s. My wife was is fluent in Spanish, and so we would routinely – Kind of, maybe even dangerously, drift away from the heart of where all the tourists were. Best food I ever had. Best beaches I ever saw. And so the same thing, obviously not a tropical location, but with Ireland, get out of the city. Dublin is cool. Spend a day or two there. That's fine. But get out of the city. We stayed in a small little village called Navin. We went yes. to a couple of surrounding graveyards just to look around that day. Yep. Getting a cab was dirt cheap to be able to do that. We stayed in a and b that was so quaint... They turned, the, the hot water wasn't always on. You had, to, you had to take your hot shower at certain times of the day. Oh, my gosh. Which was genius. I absolutely loved it. And, but getting off the beaten path, I think, is the best way to truly understand Ireland. Would you agree?
2: I would. In fact, uh, one of the things we did is my wife and I, just the two of us, we went up to uh, one of the towns that I'd never been to of my great, great, great grandparents. Wow. That's uh, a lot of greats. Lo- How
0: many greats? Three? Three greats, wow. yeah. Uh,
2: we went to the cemetery. Uh, it, it called Ogaval Um, yeah, they pronounce it Uyaval Ulyav, Okay. Um, but it looks like Ogaval Sure. Uh, by Westport, and we tromped around the cemetery there and looked at all the grave, uh, the, the grave sites and that sort of thing. And that to me was really cool and and beautiful. Like this area that they left, I had very mixed feelings about it. It was all it was beautiful in many ways, but also sad because I thought. How bad and how impoverished did you have to be during the famine to leave this incredibly gorgeous place? We're talking mountains and, you know, little uh, rivers and, you know, uh, lakes and everything else. And it was just so gorgeous. But they were in hell because they couldn't eat,
0: you know, so they had to leave. Like literally couldn't eat. Again, I don't pretend to be uh, an authority on Irish history, nor do I want to be one of those white people who's like, my people have been oppressed, right? I get it. Yeah. The world's a different place. But if you're completely ignorant on Irish history, it was, as Sean just depicted, a living hell. There, People were literally dying of starvation due to the imperialistic rule of the British. I like a lot of British culture. I know a few British people. In fact, I work with one every morning on the radio. But to deny the history of of the Irish people in the last couple hundred years is to deny a really, really informative and important part of the culture. I mean, whether we talk about dance, whether we talk about music, whether we talk about the struggle, whether we talk about the almost outrageous number of Irish people in this country or people of Irish extraction would be to completely ignore just how devastating it was.
2: Yeah, it really was. And, and they, they talk about it over there. They talk about what happened. And I, I laughed with one of them. <laughs> I said I said, You know, your generations of people, you were the successful ones. Mine were the ones that kind of left on a losing streak. Yeah. <laughs> you, yep. We were not doing well. And I, I actually went and met with a genealogist while I was there as well. Really? Yeah. And it was fascinating talking to this guy. And well, he I'll said bet. he said, Well, honestly, it was mostly the renters that left. And I said, Really? He said, Yeah, a lot of the landowners. Oh they would use the renters to do their labor for them right and it was like for literally well, nothing it's you or me who's leaving uh i think it's going to be you so he he said a lot of the people that left were people that rented from you know you'll see so and so esquire that owned the land they just ended up having to do their own land work until the famine was over and
0: then they were you know, they were they were better off. Well, and for people who think this sounds like a foreign language, just you wait. The widening gap between the yes. richest and poorest people in this country yes. guarantees that your grandchildren are going to be indentured servants and, and as it's well. Not that case in, in
2: Ireland. Ireland, it is the, the range of, of poor to rich is not nearly
0: as uh, disparate but as it is But this is here. what we're talking about. I it mean, is exactly At, what we're at some point, about. your grandchildren are going to be indentured servants, and then they're going to have to go to... I don't know where you go from here, man. I, you know, good luck. I said to a friend of mine, I said, um,
2: wouldn't it be odd if someday we're taking boats back to Ireland?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. My wife, her, I mean, her name is Irish all the way through. Yes. The number of times we've talked about, like, maybe we could just go over there. You could do what you do. I could do what I do. And I'm like, Hmm, it's not a terrible idea. If a certain person gets elected
2: again in two years, I would consider it. I got to mention one more thing because it was the highlight of my trip. Fabulous. Go ahead. It was, um, so it's nine o'clock at night and we're in Galway. We just had a fantastic night. One of those nights where yeah. both both musicians that played, one was called Echo Heart. I don't remember the name of the other one. The second guy was very much like an Ed Sheeran yeah. where he was, he was even doing looping with his guitar, but uh-huh. packed bar everybody's having a blast it was a great time and the right
0: kind of critical mass exactly it just right felt
2: good yeah in keys bar so we leave yeah. there we're, we're all starving and we're trying to because there's no food at keys right so we're trying to find some place to eat this place closed that place is closed we keep walking closed 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 we come across a couple that were busking they're just you know playing their guitar and she's singing and they're kind of putting their guitar away and i look at them and i say is there any way you let my friend quinn and i just do a couple of songs real quick we'll throw you a couple of Euro for your trouble. And she said, you don't have to throw us in a Euro. Just, we'd love to hear you play and sing. So I did a cure song and then we did Buffalo Springfield as well. Wow. Uh, we did two songs and had a crowd of about 30 people. It started out at about 10, ended up being like 30 people. Well, these young kids that were like 21 years old uh-huh. loved the cure and they were like, oh, my God, you know the cure. I'm like, of course I know the cure. How really? do you know the cure? You're only 21 years old. They're like, exactly. we're huge fans of theirs. But that was just a highlight. It was so much fun to have a crowd gather in Ireland in this little street by the by the Keys. And um, thanks to our friends Quinn and Kari. Uh, there was Bob and Judy and Bill and Molly that all went on the trip. We didn't know four of them before the trip. Yeah. Uh but everybody was just so wonderful. It was a gr- great
0: time. So That story right there yeah. even at the end. So like even if you don't know how to play an instrument, you're not going to go up and talk to buskers like you're in the movie once. Yes. Go- traveling traveling is it's the death of ignorance. Yes. It's the death of racism. Mm-hmm. It is the death the the, the, the death of I don't know, I guess death, the desolation of the soul, right? Like yes. Every Loneliness. single time I've traveled, I have had at least one crazy encounter like that. Yes. Right? Like just yeah. like a, what? and if you hadn't gone, even if that was the only cool thing that happened the whole time, still absolutely worth it. I love that story.
2: Thank you. It was such a wonderful time, and, and I, I'm at the point in that age in my life, and I know you are too, where mm. I don't give any fucks if anybody else likes it. It wasn't about me being a great singer or anything like right. that, I know I probably let's don't. Let's just do it. It's like, let's fucking do it because yeah. this is life and we have to enjoy it. That's why I can't wait for you to go on your trip oh, to Oregon. So Three weeks from yeah. fucking today. Yeah. All right, so...
0: Pardon my use of the French. I'm going to try to pull it back online. It's Friday. (laughs) I'm always a little weary on Fridays. I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It's time for us to go. But before we do, we also have to thank AudioQuip. Without AudioQuip, we don't do what we do right now, nearly at the level that we get to do it at. They have filled the Smart Start MN Studio with state-of-the-art broadcasting equipment. We're not doing this into iPhones. We're doing this into professional microphones, through professional mixing boards, buffers, the computer, the whole bit. AudioQuip is who you want to get a hold of. Now, there are a couple of audio quips out there if you go online, so look for the little red circle with the little A that goes in an arrow. If you have any need to get out there and do some talking, do some singing, do some performing, maybe you'd like to bring a nice pro setup out to busk like Sean Bernard. Audio quip (laughs) is who you want to get a hold of. Thanks again to Smart Start. Thanks again to Moxie Wealth Management, moxiewealthmanagement.com. Thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank you, Brian. And happy anniversary, man. Good on... you. Nine years is a big fucking deal, man. And
2: three years doing the show so happy anniversary to you on the show holy did three we, years today did
0: we start the show on i, the anniversary I the, of I november
2: the, 11th as the first day but
0: maybe we'll go back and look at the first episode i don't really care the, let's go with the published that's, date. that's was. a feel-good story right there man yeah. that's after school stuff right there well anyway yeah. happy anniversary you, on both sir. accounts then Thank and you. we'll see you back here next week ellen stanley's coming to join us next tuesday in the meantime i hope everybody has a good weekend the times and the temperatures is really what I mean. Are it changing? I'm still wearing flip flops, John. It's oh, gonna, my God. I know. I have a problem. I'm mentally ill. Mm. Trust me, by this weekend, it's back to boots. I'm just, I'm, I'm stringing it out as long as I can. It's going to get cold this weekend, and winter might actually finally be arriving. And you have one more song from this band for us. And I got to be honest, man, I'm kind of pumped. Like, the, this those, might be
2: my favorite song what? of theirs just those... because it's about gluttony and greed. And the huh. song is called Enough is Never Enough on The Brian Oak Show.